1: Hey, Eagles fans, this is Mike K. from NJ Advanced Media, and welcome to the No Huddle Show podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Philadelphia Eagles, especially when the Eagles trade back in the first round of the NFL draft, even before the first overall pick is turned in. Whoa! Um, So, this has been a day. Uh, This is an emergency podcast. Um, And as you know, if you subscribe to Eagles Extra via nj.com slash text. uh, The Eagles made a blockbuster trade on Friday, trading the number six overall pick and the number 56 overall pick. That's a fifth round pick. If you're playing at home to the Miami Dolphins for the 12th overall pick and the 123rd overall pick. That's a fourth round pick. The Eagles now have a fourth round pick. You don't have to be angry at Jannard Avery anymore. Uh, and most importantly, a 2022 first round pick. So the Eagles are guaranteed to have two first round picks in 2022, along with a conditional second round pick that can become a third first round pick for the Colts. If Carson Wentz plays 70% of the snaps or 75% of the snaps for the Colts on offense this year, or the Colts make the playoffs and, and, and stuff, uh, very likely conditions for the Colts. Um, either way, they're going to have four premium picks uh in 2022 um which i wrote a bonanza of articles about on nj.com slash eagles which you can check out now uh the reasoning behind the trade uh their current bushel of picks in 2021 etc but this ain't just all about this draft it's not all about 2022 it's not all about all the great features and 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 articles and information on nj.com slash eagles a wonderful website it's also about a discussion between myself and fellow beat reporter chris franklin chris how you doing today
0: not bad that was one of the best segues i've ever had i appreciate that why well, thank you very much man this i can tell you this it's this never a dull moment covering this team i mean you go through it's it's a it's a beautiful day. It's warm,s 80 degrees. I'm doing some work. You're doing some work, and all of a sudden, bomb drop. Ah, this is interesting. <laughs> How you doing, man?
1: Well, I've been working. <laughs> uh, let's just get into this. Let's let's forget about the the pleasantries, right? Let's forget the small talk. You know what I mean? Let's just get into this, okay? So again, the Eagles trade. The sixth overall pick and the 156th overall pick to the Miami Dolphins for the 12th overall pick, the 123rd overall pick, and a 2022 first round pick. Now, you you might be at home asking yourself, how did the Dolphins get the 12th overall pick? Weren't they picking number three overall? Well, not anymore because the San Francisco 49ers made a deal today trading their 12th overall pick, a third round pick, and then 2022 and 2023 first round picks to the Dolphins for that third overall pick so they can draft a quarterback. Um, wow. If that wasn't crazy, then you got the Eagles announcing this trade. The Eagles reportedly were interested in trading up to the third overall pick because they liked Zach Wilson. Um, that didn't work out. I think the Jets are going to take him at number two anyway. I think the 49ers will pick between Trey Lance and Justin Fields. um, As of now, the Eagles are out of the quarterback uh, situation, in my opinion. Jalen Hurts is probably going to be the guy. You and I were both in favor of that. I think they made the absolute best decision for them. And I have a ton of reasons why Uh, we'll get into that. But first of all, you're a quarterback – you're a former quarterback – I'm just a guy with a squeaky voice and a lot of information, (laughs) but I think we can both agree that if they couldn't land quote unquote, their guy, they made the right move by not forcing a quarterback in this draft. Correct?
0: Yes and no. And I'm hedging on this because I look at, I have no problem with them trading back at all. And if, as a, if I'm a quarterback, like, Jalen hurts. I see the possibility of having Jamar chase. And I see the possibility of having Kyle Pitts. I think, or even Devon. But, but we're not talking about, we're talking about that. We're
1: talking about, I agree. We're not talking about like the dynamics of the pick. I'm talking about not forcing a quarterback.
0: Oh yeah. You, oh yeah. You definitely don't want to force a quarterback, cause especially in a system. Cause I think there's a lot of, when it comes to intangible, not just talent, but intangibles. I think that's an important piece of it. And, and looking at the guys that are here besides Trevor Lawrence, I'm really have I really have a lot of questions about everybody else, and I mean personally, I don't get the Zach Wilson stuff, but everybody loves him. But I don't blame the Eagles for not forcing themselves to try to take just because they had to feel like they had to get a quarterback. It's if they didn't see the guy, if they knew they weren't getting the guy that was going to be the right fit for them, and a guy who was supposed to be the quarterback for the next ten plus years and be the guy, the face of the franchise. Then no problem, trade back, see what you can get. I think they traded back
1: too far, and, and it, it might cost them later on. You think they traded back too far? Okay, so let's let's break into that. So I see a lot of folks reacting like, "Oh my gosh, Kyle Pitts," or "Oh my gosh, Jamar Chase," and I totally get that. And you brought them up, them up earlier before I cut you off, and I didn't mean to be rude there, but I just wanted to talk specifically in the realm of quarterback there. So now I'm going to give you the open floor for for the position players, but let's think about this too, right? 2021 is an incomplete draft process. There was no combine. A lot of notable players, including Jamar Chase, did not play last year. There's also, I mean, like the, the lack of combine for character and, and injury sake is really important. Scouts have not been able to get on campuses for months It's an, it's, it's a, I wrote, it's a minefield for mistakes. Um, yes, Kyle Pitts, very, very good. Uh, Jamar Chase, very, very good. There's no guarantee that both of those guys will be there. There's no guarantee, you know, that one of those guys is exactly what you need or that they love those guys as much as we do. Correct. Correct. So I think when you look at that dynamic, being able to get a 2022 first round pick when the process will hopefully be a lot more complete and you can make better decisions is a big deal. Also, I don't think the Dolphins are going to be very good next year for what it's worth. So tell me why you think they traded back too far.
0: Well, I think when you look at, I I still think that even if if they did a deal like this on draft night, I think it, it would have been more palatable, but I still think you get, I think they could have gotten more if they waited the night of the draft. And if it didn't work out, they still could have gotten one of the two. I look at the needs of this team right now. And if they really feel like they want to go ahead and, and build something and, and build something around hurts, even though it looks like they were going for Wilson, but if he's one a then you need to go ahead and just get the best players available. And if basically you're dropping back six spots, you now are behind two of your division rivals, who may one may get the cornerback that they covet if they're looking at a uh, Patrick Sertain. He may they may grab him because the Cowboys have a need at cornerback. And I'm not so completely sh- uh, sold on the fact that the Giants wouldn't take Waddle. I mean, I know they just signed Galladay and, and they put a lot into that offense, but to have a young wide receiver with that talent, I'm not so sold that they they would completely pass up on him. So now, not only did you lose out on two players who could potentially be franchise changing poss- possible, possible multi Bowl guys and pits and chase. You now put yourself back into a second tier now where you may not be able to get 13 and you may not be able to get Waddle. And I know Farley's name has been popped up, but his back injury, I, I, I put a, I put that red tag or the, the medical tag on him. Cause that has a lot of work. Cause he just had another back surgery to clean some stuff up on there with. And, and so I'm, I'm really, really skeptical about this and sure you get all the picks next year and unless they're using those picks to go ahead and and get a guy a, a top tier guy like Watson or Russell Wilson if you decide you ever wanted to add the Eagles to his list of teams he wanted to go to, it it, it just it is just too many question marks with this.
1: What if they really like JC Horn? What if they really like the pass rusher from Georgia who I'll completely just butcher his name? what if they want Michael Parsons? What if they want that three named dude from Notre Dame, the linebacker? Well, like <laughs> what? No, but here's the thing. And here I wrote this, the top 10 skews very hard offensively and the Eagles traded back to 12. Uh, where it skewed the middle of the first round really skews defensively based on what we know and talent wise, and I'm just telling you, with four quarterbacks selected in the top five, you're going to see some top 10 caliber defensive players fall. Also something to keep in mind, too, just because the Eagles are set to pick a 12 doesn't mean they can't just trade up to nine or, or, or eight. This actually gives them more flexibility, if you ask me, because they're not, they're not going to be handcuffed to a value. They can let the draft play out, we've seen drafts where guys just fall. We saw with CD lamb. We saw, we've seen guys just fall. What happens if Jalen Waddle falls? What, what happens if they like Devonta Smith and he falls? What if they like, you know, Patrick Sertan, he falls, you know, there's guys that could fall here. Um, and the Eagles can be patient and then bide their time. Oh, and by the way, they're playing with house money right now with those first round pick, with that extra first round pick next year, which they won't need a touch. On top of that, they have the ammunition to with with four picks in the top three rounds to move up back into the first round if they want to. So it gives them, they still have 11 picks, and they can move around the board. Oh, and by the way, with the Colts pick, they can now use that as an asset as well. So who's to say they don't use the Colts pick to move back into the top five? You know what I mean? So they have, because now they're guaranteed a first-round pick next year. Um, so I think the way I look at it, they have a lot of options. This team's not contending right now. It makes sense to buy for the future. Um, if you're Jalen Hurts, you probably love what's happened this week. If you're... Um, Somebody who wanted a quarterback in the first round, well, here's the thing. The Eagles aren't forcing that pick, and I think that's pretty smart. Um, I think they played this very, very well. I understand people that think that they have put themselves at a disadvantage, but we know the Eagles. Howie Roseman, when he really wants a guy, he'll trade up for him. They're still in position to do that. If, In fact, they're in better position to work around the first-round board with that fourth-round pick than they were coming into this week. Um, so I think that that's beneficial. I think when you look at you brought up Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson, if they're open to being traded to Philadelphia, the Eagles can compete with basically anyone with four first round, four potential first round picks, and a high second round pick in the next two years. Um, but I think what's interesting here is we talk about Jalen Hurts; they're essentially preparing for a year of Jalen Hurts while having insurance in case he falls apart or fails. If he does well, then you have three really, really strong assets to use next year um, to fill out the roster around him. This to me was always going to be a three-year rebuild, and they've positioned the second year of this rebuild to really be where they take off and they launch. Um, that's where I'm at with this trade. I, I, I I'm, I think it's good. I, I think it's good. I, I, I see the negatives of not landing a potential generational talent like Kyle Pitts. I see you know, a lot of the fan base being upset about not having that long time X receiver that they've been looking for. But realistically this draft is action packed with, with really good immediate upgrade talent at wide receiver. Perhaps they target a guy in the second round. Maybe they trade back in uh, the first round to get somebody like Bateman uh, towards the end. Um, I just think they have a ton of flexibility. So, so from your standpoint, who are you looking at at number twelve now? If they had to pick today,
0: if I had to pick today, I'm still sticking with wide receiver. and I'm going Jalen Waddle. I really am. I think that if he fall, if he's able to fall to them, I think that given that I know he's not the big receiver that everybody likes, then it, it, like to replace all Alshon Jeffrey. Name drop there, just because I just want to go ahead and uh, kneel you a little bit. But uh, <laughs> when it comes, to, no, he's gone. But I think they he provides. The sp- another speed element, especially you can, he, I think he can still line up anywhere outside or in his slot. I think he's still good. And he also come, can be a kick returner for you. So you fill two spots with that. And we know how uh, how many, how much trouble this uh, team has had with explosive kick returner as well, too. So I think he, Waddle provides that, that possesses the ability to be able to go ahead and be dynamic in that. And I think he can be really, I know R- Rousseau Greg Rousseau from Miami, I think about that. Given that you you have uncertainty following uh, after this year with uh, Barnett, I I, th- I think you have to think long and hard about that. I just think Sertan's going to be off the board. I was thinking about by that. J.C. Horn, I know is going to be a uh, it's tough. He he's risen the boards very late lately, especially uh last couple months. But I I still have my own questions about him as well too. And Caleb Farley, as we mentioned earlier, with the back issue, so. Given all the players that were there available, I really think Jalen Waddle will be there. Who are you taking?
1: I, I'm taking Horn. I look six foot, 200 pounds, really good size. Had a great pro day. Um, I think he's perfect for, for what they want. I think he's. I think he's the perfect partner for Darius Slay and his eventual heir apparent. Um, I like his ties to the league. Obviously, Joe Horn's son. I like the way he, he's physical against the run as well. I like that he's a good blitzer. Um, you know, Russo, I I would have, I I would guess that they don't look at him for a couple of reasons. One, like I said, didn't play it like with guys that have incomplete evaluations. That's why you make this trade for a 2022 first round pick. You want guys that you have a full picture on and, and Russo's played one season. I mean, he had an incredible season, in his first year of playing time in Miami, but realistically he's played one full season. So that would be my concern there. I could see them really being into the Georgia kid. I completely butcher his name every time I say it. Um, But look, and maybe they look at another offensive lineman. I, I think another benefit of doing this is it gives you some, some different, opportunities with the timeline of a Derek Barnett potential trade or a Zach Ertz potential trade, like with Ertz, now you can say, look, we'll take a 2022 uh, third or fourth round pick and get this deal done as opposed to forcing a deal this year. Um, I think the same can be said for Barnett. So you extend their value beyond the initial deal. So that's where I'm at, but you know, in your final thoughts, Chris, tell me how are you feeling about this overall offseason, the way it's gone so far?
0: I mean, given that what's had – the way that everything's played out, I think they did a, they did okay. I, I, I give them – if I had to grade it, I'd give it a C. Because I think given that they had to move on from Wentz and they got back what they got from them. okay. Given that they have 11 draft picks – so I think it was at was 12, 11, 12, around there. They, I'll say they have multiple draft picks right now. They have the ability to move up and down the board if they need to. I like that ability, but all roads lead back to Howie Roseman and that that front office and the scouting staff. And if he does, if they do not hit on at least more, if they don't hit it on more than half of these picks, they're in serious trouble. Because it doesn't matter how many picks you accumulate if you can't pick the right talent to go ahead and be on this team for the next five, six years, well, I mean, what are you doing all this for? So they're going to have to be able to, they're going to have to pinpoint their guys now it's, it's no excuse to go ahead and say, okay, you know what we, we had all these veteran players. you got rid of a lot of them. So they have to use this year to go ahead and evaluate they have to go ahead and find the right guys and and for their sakes and, and probably for Howie's job, it jobs prospects he's going to have to do a good job come come to draft
1: well this gives him actually a lot more flexibility I can't imagine uh he's going to allow somebody else to spend those picks or Jeffrey Lurie for that matter before signing off on this you know you can make sure I mean you sign up for Eagles Extra on nj.com slash text we just did our uh exclusive Q&A today um It was a fun time, but make sure you sign up for that. And then also make sure you download the No Huddle Show podcast wherever you download podcasts. For Chris, I'm Mike. Thanks for joining us on this emergency episode, trade edition of the No Huddle Show podcast. Have a great weekend.